What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Cases and cases of confidence. Staples can help give you the confidence that your business is ready for the year ahead with all the supplies you need. Like paper. And right now, when you buy a 10-ream case of Staples multipurpose paper, you get one free. So you can be confident you're ready for whatever business comes your way. Buy one case of Staples multipurpose paper, get one free. Now at Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. In-store only, limit 10. Valid through 1519. Thanks for tuning in to the hottest talk radio show around. Providing an open discussion for some of the most important social issues and trending topics today. From personal growth or spirituality to sex and relationships, no subject is ever taboo. So prepare to be empowered, enlightened, and entertained during another episode of the award-winning Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Real people, real topics, real talk. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Face It. I'm in the studio. It's October 25th. We're coming to you live and direct from WODU Studios on the beautiful campus of Old Dominion University. I'm in the studio with three beautiful women. Miss mm-hmm. Shanika Bell. Hey, boo. Hello. How are you? Doing well. We also have Miss Deneen Majors. Hey, boo. Hey, baby. How you doing? Love those glasses. Thank you. And Miss Nikki Curry. She's back this week. You feeling better? Feeling better. Thanks for having me. Nope. Of course, we can do the show without you, but of course, yeah. Uh, Mr. Kavon Robinson, our audio engineer, will be joining us. He's in class, actually, right now. Um, and we have a wonderful show planned for you tonight. I know we've been talking about, because um, we're all hairstylists by profession. How long have you been in the business, um, Denise? Uh, 20 years. 20 years, oh, okay. Shanika? 12. 12, okay, and I've been in about 23. Mm-hmm. 23 years, so we have a lot of experience. Have you guys noticed any difference? or change in the industry in, in, let's say, the past 10 years? Absolutely. Yeah. How so? How so? Actually, I've just seen, uh, well, obviously, it's not a a secret that there's many um, people who have gone natural Mm -hmm. and um, are just choosing not to come into the salon or choosing to do do their hair themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. Major, that's one major, major, I mean, one of the biggest uh, 
People doing them here. They're here. People doing them here. How have you been? What have you been able to do about that, or how are you dealing with it? Well, I've actually just um, promote, just promote, promote actually doing um, trims, making, you know, encouraging them to come in and get their trims done, mm-hmm. and and conditioning treatments, conditioning treatments, mm-hmm. and um, so the things that I definitely know that they can have services that I believe that they can have done in the salon and not necessarily things that they can do at home. I'm okay, so you've been trying to basically make yourself indispensable. Yes. Okay, yes. okay, okay. What about you, Janine? What have you been doing? Oh, my goodness. You do a lot, too. Oh, my God. Well, let me tell you. It, a lot of pressure. Okay. I, I mean, honestly, because there were days I was sitting in the salon, mm-hmm. and there was nobody there. Yeah. I was going to be like one person, mm-hmm. but I just could not make myself go home. Mm-hmm. I would just stay there. Mm-hmm. And I sat, and I just, and I had also thought about getting another job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then this is all you've been doing. So what are you gonna put it on? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Really? My phone, I, I, my phone started ringing. Mm-hmm. I had appointments, and I've been busy ever since. It was miraculous. So prayer. I, and I'm so telling you, I, okay. let them, I just let them have it. I said, Liz, I trust you. Mm-hmm. I trust you. I can't feed my kids. I'm yeah. sitting here looking at people, and this man want his boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He want his money every week. Yeah. You know, Regardless. Like, like, he don't care if you just switch that one head. Mm-hmm. He don't care if you get nobody that come in that door. Right, 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 right. You know what? We're opening this up to, to anyone who's in the business, hairstylists, makeup artists, nail techs, whoever's in the business who has, you know, issues that they're dealing with and perhaps has some solutions that we can share amongst each other. Um, the number to call is 757-683-3441. And Kavan is here. How was yes. your class? How was it? It was good. It was good. Very effective. Was it? You think you're ready? It. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Expecting great things from you. <laughs> Yeah, so um, when did this start happening to you? When did you start noticing the change? Um, to be honest, mm-hmm. I'm going you know to let her go first. Okay. okay. Well, we can all go at the same time. <laughs> <really>. <laughs> um, actually, I, I think I really noticed a change, it, to me, really in about the last three years, mm-hmm. three to four mm-hmm. years, I think, for me. It's mm-hmm. been about, uh, I've noticed a change, and but more so in the last, Two that mm-hmm. it has really taken a toll, mm-hmm. but I think really over the last three to four years is it's really like it started. That's kind of like when it started, mm-hmm. and then now it's kind of like it's. Yeah, I think for me, me and I can speak on behalf of me and Nate. It started probably about four years ago, mm-hmm. um, and it started with the natural movement. And we had all always said because we were doing good, we were relaxed hair, and people mm-hmm. were complaining. One of the reasons people were complaining that they were going um, relaxed is because they say it caused damage. So my goal was to seek to show people how you can have healthy, Healthy. relaxed hair. So that was going to be my niche. Mm -hmm. Um, And then 
the more and more this natural movement, this lifestyle, this way of being, this curse from God <laughs> came into existence, um, I just started to talk people, you know, they were like, I'm going to go natural. I'm, gonna go natural. I'm seeing people come back. Yes, mm-hmm. I am too. I am seeing I am people too. come back, oh, so yes. that's a good thing. But um, so about five years ago, and then about within the last two years mm-hmm. is when I started really being concerned about it. Right. Because right. that's right. when, like, right. the YouTube Right. Yes, started right. coming in. And right. then people, Let's talk about people would get yes. things that you know they say it'll last me a while. So I saw that it was some type of a, a economic effect. Right, you go. That right. they were suffering with themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's that's when I went back to school. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I've gotten one degree. I'm working my master's. And I really don't know what my future is as far as staying in the industry right. full time. Right. Um, it's a passion, so I know I will always have my hands in it. But it's been my source of existence for exactly. 23 years, exactly. and it's. To me, I feel threatened. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. And I and I can feel the effects of it. Do yes. you feel that the threatened because of the YouTubers, mm-hmm. um, and the people? Because for me, it's the YouTubers and the people who just happen to pop up on Facebook Live, and they're selling units, but they don't have the credentials. The credentials. Yeah. And, they're unlicensed. And, right. Let's say what right, it is. Right. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. They are yeah. unlicensed. And actually, you and I have spoken yeah, about we, yeah. how. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I'm going to start reporting these people. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, We're going to get a van. We're going to get a van. The <laughs> license say, control. Right, right. But yeah. I mean, I'm one person. I can't do it alone. Right. I can't do it alone. And actually to combat that, it, it, it's going to take a lot of people because mm-hmm. it's not, I'm sure if it's three of us that are sitting here mm-hmm. that are in the hair industry, mm-hmm. I'm sure that we're not the only three that's, that's having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm sure that we're not the only three that are affected by, by this. So are the people who are choosing to be on YouTube or on Facebook Live or on Instagram Live selling units that they've made and people are purchasing them but not realizing that this person, or maybe they do realize and don't care that this person's person is an unlicensed person. Oh, yeah. And they, they like it and they're doing it for followers. They're doing right, it for, right. um, and not only that, they're selling not just units, they're selling our skills. Yeah. Right. I've seen um, videos on how to do relaxers mm-hmm. yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Why would you teach somebody how to do a relax? You number know, one is dangerous. You know, it's so that's dangerous. what we're for. Right, right. right. Yeah. Right. What were you but, say? but my issue with that is they're not educating them. Yeah. And it, because they they haven't been educated. Exactly. So it's a problem. It's a serious problem. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you're talking about putting it's almost like putting a boulder on some gla- on some grass. Mm-hmm. You don't know yeah. how long to wear and you know what happens when you put a boulder on grass. When you remove that boulder it, off that dead. grass, yeah. there's a bald yeah, spot. Yeah. And everything around Yellow it has grown. Yeah. Right. So I mean, really, that it's not. It's so unfair. I feel like I feel so. It's so unfair. It is. Like it how is. how can they just let them come on YouTube and? But I started using the YouTube videos. I started saying like, this is what they're not doing mm-hmm. correctly. Mm-hmm. Like, you you saw that YouTube video? Well, let me show you what is supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not correct. Um, she hasn't been. I still use the basics. Mm-hmm. The basics will take you everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I teach my clients what to look for. Exactly. I know you want that style, but guess what? It's not for you. Exactly. And, and they could, tell me, could possibly you, end up doing yeah, more damage. Yeah, roll my hair like she rolled her hair. She rolled her hair that way because she hasn't been properly trained. Mm-hmm. It turned out that way because she wasn't trained. Mm-hmm. So I can call her or find her and she can do your hair for you. <laughs> I, I found myself saying that to a I do. Uh, do. I, 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 won't, I won't look because I feel like, you know, I learned. But I know long, you won't look. Well, no, because, and I learned a long time ago. You have to you have to realize who, who can stand next to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like anybody who is not licensed on a YouTube channel cannot stand up against mm-hmm. the credentials that I have. Come on. The education that I have, that I continue to get. Mm-hmm. So there's, there, I can't look at somebody 
who's standing in her kitchen yelling at her kids frying chicken mm-hmm. and pushing the I, I no man yeah, absolutely yeah. not yeah and you did something that when you told me at your your daughter's um, graduation about your schedule that I was like what <laughs> I mean you put your foot down on a lot of things I did yeah. I did. do you mind sharing I don't actually okay. so what happened is over the summer it's kind of like the summertime and people just stopped coming. And yep. I was like you. Right. And Going in for I, one and or two people. Right. Mm-hmm. Which and, I found myself doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, but fortunately, the the establishment that I work in, there's 40 other people that work in there as well. Mm-hmm. So there is no, you, you may get walk-ins, but it's not a walk-in kind of situation. Yeah. So I sat there over the summer, over summer, summer pondering, telling my husband, I'm, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. So I decided that because my daughter's away at school, my husband is away, that I only work Monday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. And and so Will was like, so what did you tell your, cl- like your clients? I said, I didn't tell them anything. And he was like, why? I said, because they didn't tell me that they weren't going to. No, that's right. I know that's right. Exactly. They did not tell me that they were going to stop coming. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you were fortunate enough to keep coming, then you know that I only work Monday through Thursday. And it may be occasions where I will work a Friday and Saturday, but I'm not rushing to the salon because now you have made your situation my situation. Mm-hmm. Because I've sat in the salon and I've waited and put out, send out messages, checking on you, seeing how you're doing, and nothing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I have a life and you have been doing your life. Mm-hmm. And so now I cannot put myself in a position to say no to my husband or to say no to my daughter because people waiting on other people. Right? There you go. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I did step out and I did. I, I stopped working on Saturdays. I did that for years. Like I work on Saturdays, and then my daughter went away to school. Mm-hmm. And then I, my son got a kidney in um, oh, April. Yes, that's right. Yes, and then life happens. And so um, I do work a very modified schedule. Uh-huh. It's very modified. But I'm there, and I work mainly by appointments only. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. if I go I go to work to get away, put mm-hmm. it that way. Mm-hmm. I go to work to get away from what's going on at home. I go to work to get peace. Mm-hmm. I go to work to work on my other business, to make my phone calls for right. my other business. Right. I do. That's why I go to work. I use it as, because we have a desk and everything, I use it as my office. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not doing hair, oh, trust, I'm doing You're working work. on something. I'm so working. in order to cope with the changes, you I know you've taken on other, you've done other enterprises and yes. other opportunities, yes. right? So that's been another way that you've coped I, with it? I had to because if not, I would be crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a college student. Mm-hmm. I have um, children. Mm-hmm. I have grandchildren, mm-hmm. and they need stuff. Yeah. And I cannot live off of nobody coming to get their hair done. Mm-hmm. I have to be working. All right. If we don't work, we don't eat. Exactly. Right. I don't think people understand that. And then cancellations, last-minute cancellations. I charge for last-minute cancellations. Right, so. I do. Doctor, too. you go to a doctor's That's office, right. you don't cancel, you cancel before, you know, after the right. period. They charge you. Right. I'm a you professional just like they are. You have to. So, yeah. You have and to. And I think that that's a difference, too. I think that, and people don't, people don't understand. And the biggest thing that I've heard with people being natural, too, is, is that it, it costs so much. It costs so much that, you know, you want to charge. I've heard it, people posting videos about how <clears throat> stylists now are charging so much because I'm natural. I thought it was going to be cheaper. Mm-mm. Well, I'm trying to figure out, like, how in your mind you thought <laughs> it was going to be cheaper because you don't have a chemical. It's more work. And, a but, chemical but not only that, but 
it was convenient. for convenience. Right. And it not makes it easier. When you start your hair out and it's right here, and by the time I'm done, it's yeah. down here. I'm trying to figure out how you thought a dime size was gonna get all of that. <laughs> all of that. It wasn't. It was, right. So, so it I'm, has to go up. And right. And, and 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 I had to make. I had to really give myself. And I thought I was like, okay, Shanika. So how are you gonna? How, how are you gonna process this? So I had to come to myself. I'm like, okay, Shanika. It's just like if you went on a car lot. Went on a car lot, and you got a basic car. Mm-hmm. And you say, okay, I want my seats to warm. I want warm or my seats to warm, and I want my my cup holder to get hot with mm-hmm. my drink. They're not going to say, oh, okay, we'll just add that in for free. Mm-hmm. That's not, no, that's not how that works. It's an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not an upgrade. That's a good point. That's a good point. upgrade. You're not getting nothing. You're not riding off the lot with no, n- with, with anything. If you ask for extra, they're going to give it to you, but it's going to, they're going to tackle it. It's going to cost you. That's right. It's going to be reflected in yeah. your bill. Yeah. 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 So, that, to me, it's the same way. I said, well, you got it. There you go. There you have it. So, mm-hmm. you don't even have to explain that anymore. But the thing about this, they want to, they want you to uh, charge them less for children. It's a head. Exactly. It has <laughs> hair on yes. it. Right. Right. So I have like, I mean, I I have friends and I love my friends, mm-hmm. um, and I don't care if they don't come to me mm-hmm. to get their hair done, um, because friends and family they want discounts. Mm-hmm. Well, my children can't eat discounts. Right. And my kids can't eat. Angel can go, you know. Dominion and, Power don't and, give discounts. And, and, they, and discount, they don't give you no discount. They, right. They'll break it up in six payments, right. but you won't get no discount. <laughs> the water people don't give you no discount. Oh, so when those bills come, and my mortgage definitely don't give me no, no discount. So I have to have the amount that I charge so that, you know, I have family that pay me very well. I have friends that pay me very well. But then I have some uh, that I call my friends who don't even, who don't really come. And I understand it's economical for them. I'm very passionate about that. And if you can't pay the price, I understand. I don't get angry when they go to someone else. Right. I don't. Right. I love them too much to care if they don't come to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, because everybody's not going to be able to support you. Right. Do you find that your friends who choose to go to other people tend to ask you questions about oh, yeah. certain things? Oh, yeah. I said, go to call, call your stylist. <laughs> I said the same thing. Yeah, Did, she didn't tell you that. Oh, right, Coyce Dallas. But I do, I do have a new client, and whew, she really um, pushed me to. Um, how can I put this? Um, I don't want to sound negative. She, she wants me to use a certain product on her that I don't agree with because she does her own relaxer at home, mm. and that bothers me because I know that you're not relaxing your hair po- um, properly. She's kind of like a new client, and so um, I'm going to work with her to get her to understand that it's important that your relaxer is properly done by a professional. That is why we're in this business. Exactly. You doing it at home, you haven't been trained, so you can't tell me that your hair is shedding. You can tell me, but it's really nothing I can do but try to bring your pH balance back up. These things you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand you run all the time. I, we have to work that way, but it's a certain product she wants me to use, but I know it's not going to be good for her hair. Right, right. And so it, it kind of bothers me but i gotta work work her into my mold mm-hmm. how long are you going to take to do that uh, not long because she's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> Deuces. Look, oh gosh yeah yeah because so. it, it's not hard to say i can't can do, do it, it and i mm-hmm. and i love you and and i love i love all people mm-hmm. but everybody's not a good fit that's just like where when you know when you everybody's somebody, not a client everybody, i had to learn that there you right. go to learn everybody's that. not a good fit and i've learned to say i've learned to say that i don't do certain things i, I learned to turn it's away okay. from, I've, I've, that was a such a what's the word i'm looking for a relief it was a relief yes it took a weight off because there were people who would leave voice messages and i would be like oh my god 
Yeah, I don't want right. to do this. Yeah, and I'll be so tense. It's and I just had a call and told me, no, but I can refer you. Yeah, right. I can refer somebody. you. So, because I, I, I no longer do sewing ears. Because oh, really? Okay. Well, well, you don't be, either? Well, no. okay. well, because the needle, uh-huh. you know, we're getting older. Yeah. I've been braiding since I was nine. Mm. So, you got to understand, I get twinges in my hand yeah. or whatever. So, mm. I can't I can't hold the needle that long mm-hmm. to get the stitches in. Nate's like that, yeah. And so, I don't do them. I refer them out. Mm. And it, can you just do it for me? Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. I pay you extra. I don't even want your money because mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt myself just yeah. to get the money because the money is not that important. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because the long term damage. Yeah, right. yeah, long term damage. Because are you going to be home with me when I, you know, I'm at home and I'm in pain? Mm-hmm. I even had one to tell me that she wanted me to blow dry her hair with a brush. I do blow dry sometimes with a brush, you know, but then sometimes I have to use a comb with the blow dryer because of my hand and. I have to do my job mm-hmm. the way I do my job, what's best for me. Right. So you can go to somebody else to talk. It's okay. <laughs> you ain't going to be hurt. Mm-mm. Okay. One of the things um, I think, in, in addition to when it being a curse mm-hmm. for me, this whole change has also been a blessing because that's when I actually placed my ad to meet Nikki because mm-hmm. I was behind the chair. I realized that things were slacking off. And I sat down and I had to realize that there had to be more that I could do. And then when I met Nikki, she's the one who basically got me to open up my mind and figure out more that I can do in the industry. That's when I really got heavier into doing the makeup, which mm-hmm. I really love primarily. And then I started doing the um, image workshops, the talks and everything about image. Um, so it's challenged me and forced me to actually look at what I'm doing and then see what op- other opportunities mm-hmm. that there are that you can do that you can make money off of to you know, make up for whatever's lost in the salon. But you know, while we're waiting for um, people to call in, hopefully join in, let's talk about something that's going on in the news. So, there was a daughter who tricked her dad into becoming friends with her boyfriend who is 33 years older than her. So, this is some, some of the facts. Yeah. Amanda Harper, her boyfriend, is 33 years older than her and 11 years older than her dad. The 25-year-old said that she's been dating this guy for who's 58 um, for three years now. Um, they met in California on a wait, uh, dating website called Plenty of Fish. I'm sure some of y'all are familiar with that. Um, <laughs> they said, while Ananda, she um, receives cruel comments for dating an older man, she says she's always been attracted to older men, and he's been attracted to younger women. So she said she knew it was going to be a hard time to get her father to um, agree or to like this guy, so what she did was she tricked him. So basically she just introduced him in, like, in a common area or whatever. Right. The guy handed her dad a, a beer, and then he just started talking about things, and the dad kind of grew um, I guess friendly with him. Mm-hmm. Liked his conversation, thought he was a cool guy. And then she broke it that this is the guy that I've been dating. Um, so at the end of the night, she said the dad even gave her, gave his friend a hug, and he blessed the relationship. So I want to know to you, do you think age is just a number when it comes to dating? Do you think you can be in love, find commonalities with somebody who is much younger than yourself? She's 33. She he is. Oh, she was 25, and he's 50. He's he, 50, 50-something, right? She He's 58, and he's 33 years older. Oh, so she's 25. Is there someone calling in? Yeah. All right, I think we have somebody mm-hmm. calling in. Do we have a caller? Yeah. Mm-mm. All right, caller? Is it a caller? Mm-mm. I don't see them. I don't see them. Okay. Oh, no. It was her phone? Okay. I'm going to have to turn it off. It's going to wait. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. So, okay. Yeah, so, so what do you think? Do you think there's – do you think there is – an issue with dating a, a older person or a younger person. Mm. It's 
I think it's the age, really. I mean, is it the 25, number? Twenty-five. She's it's making the age handle, difference, right? She making handle him at fifty-eight, maybe. But I think that if it was like my nineteen-year-old <laughs> daughter and a twenty-five-year-old guy, mm-hmm. maybe close to thirty. You would have um, an issue. With yes, that. I would have an issue because mm-hmm. I know my daughter, and I'm thinking at 30 years old, or trying to control 30, her, right? Like, what? What is it that? Because I know her, I know mm-hmm. that she's still bopping around here. Mm-hmm. So you think of, of a maturity <laughs> right. level? Right, mature. Yeah. Right. Okay. So right. for me, um, now I don't want nothing younger because you got to raise them. I'm, I'm not trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. No, no offense. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's like, I have, a, I have a son that's 26, and I would not date anybody that age because I know what he's thinking. And I, know, I know where his mind is at. So I'm like 47. What do I need with it? Oh, no, sir. I'm good. And as far as one that's older, um, I'm 47, so uh-huh. I don't know because men can be set in their ways, mm-hmm. and they get that old, they get complacent, and they like they like things a certain way. Like I have a cousin that's in his almost sixty, and he cares about how you walk on his carpet. Uh, no, I'm good. I I, I don't know. I just mm. want to stay in my age range, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. My situation is, I'm not telling my age again, mm-hmm. but you know, I've been spending time with somebody who's 25. Mm-hmm. Now they're not the typical 25 year old that raised by old people, born in the church. So mm-hmm. they're they're actually they act older than I do. Right. And pretty well established, but. Me, because of the number, I have hard, I have a hard time dealing with it. And mm-hmm. I've already said, you know, I really can't do this. You know, it's fun. I enjoy, you know, spending time. We have good conversation. But the, I, I just, I can't, I can't grasp getting around the number. Right. So to me, it's really not, yes. What's the comment? Um, from Facebook Live, we have Ms. Kim Strayhorn says, she's right. We do have to train younger men. Mm-hmm. And in your case, uh, she says, "Young but old souls." Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 young but old souls. Yeah. Because, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I think because I think that in that in that case, mm-hmm. I think that you can probably get away from the number mm-hmm. because I think that for he's now. mature right. enough. Because for he's, now? Mature he's, enough. More, he's mature enough to yeah. handle you. Like yeah. if you if you're into. If you're into watching movies and he's like, I want to play PlayStation, mm-hmm. like you, you're no. still not on the right. same yeah. wavelength or, or the same. Or he like, <laughs> or you like, or you like, let's go to the movies. He said, I'm playing this party. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You about to turn up? Get out. Yeah. <laughs> he said, get out. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. So okay. yeah, y'all about to say wavelength, but see, I, I, I'm thinking like, no. And then I'm thinking, okay, now it's cool. I have the energy, but eventually. I'm going to be 80, so they're going to be 60-something, and then it's going to change. He might be older than you. But it still may not be. Listen, if he still may not I don't think so. He he may be old, for real. Like, you know, I I mean, I got a cousin that's an old soul like that. Really? He old, we the same age, but he at old as a granddad. Uh So, I mean, he just may mature with you. Yeah, and even with my daughter, like, again, back to her. Mm -hmm. Even though she's 19, she, like, she, I can see that she, she has, she doesn't do with her typical like the typical to me sometimes the 19 year old like I have to say you don't want to go hang out with your friends mm-hmm. and she's like no I just want to stay with you and dad and watch TV mm-hmm. or, you know or whatever but I can see her I can see her being that way mm-hmm. as she matures and becomes older I can see it uh, but I'm still not sure that I would want her to date a guy that's so what would make you comfortable 
And she's, you said 19? She's 19, yes. 21, is that still too old? <laughs> no, I think, like, I think 25 and probably younger. Okay. Like, I think it's still good. And even... That's still too old for you? <laughs> I, think, I think 20, I mean, I think 25, I mean, pushing it, right, right, but pushing it, like, because I always tell her, because I still think that you, I don't understand you got to be in a serious relationship with yeah. this person, but you have to think that there's 25-year-old guys who are, like, in the military, who are still, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying, yeah. that are still not, still thinking at 25. You have to think, even though he's 25, he's really, like, 22. Mm. Like, <laughs> and, yeah, you know what 20-year-olds do with 19-year-old girls. Well, yes, yes, I do know. I have, yes, I do know. I'm I have just a saying. Student, but, I, again, I mean, she's away in college, but uh -huh. so I still feel that she still needs to learn because there's a lot of girls her age who do not know how to conduct themselves mm -hmm. in, with mm -hmm. men. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like in order for you, because there's all walks of life of men, so you mm -hmm. still need, you still need to know how to conduct yourself mm -hmm. in front of, in front of a man. And then you need to see are you what pointing men to me? are. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he said, well, he said, well, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh. no, I'm, I'm saying in general, I'm saying uh. in general. So I just think that, for for her, I just feel like for me, I still think that she needs to learn how to conduct herself, and that's okay. with a twenty two year old, with a twenty five. But I pass that. No, that's too much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we have a female viewer that says she will not date no older than ten years. Okay. Ten years, and I think that's a safe one. That's though. safe. That's safe. Ten years. I said that's safe. I think that's safe. What do you want to talk about? Oh, actually, uh, the kid again. Oh, the kid again. <laughs> the kid again. Oh, baby, she is just oh, thing. No, so actually, um, okay, she's she's gone off to college. So I actually became an empty nester probably mm -hmm. since the last time that I was here. Double um, empty nester, um, yes, really? Double, yeah. Yes. So I'm all alone, and um, it was it was really a challenge. Everybody was like, oh, you know, it, it you'll be fine, you'll be fine. But it was it started off to be a little bit of a challenge when she when she left because it's you know you saw her you saw me, and I struggled. I really did. I thought it was gonna be easy. I thought it was gonna be at work. I thought it was gonna be like okay turn, turn up, up time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but it didn't. It 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 did now you cry? I did. Do I did. you? I, no, I, I don't anymore. Okay. The Labor Day, she came home, okay. and I was like, I'm ready for you to go. Okay. Because she dis <laughs> she disrupted. She left laundry and the washer. Oh yeah. She you know she was doing. That's things. what they do. Right. She cooked. She left my stove dirty. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh no, it's mm -hmm. time. You, That's what you they gotta do. go. You it, you gotta go back. She's talking about you, Jan. So so um so you know so Labor when Labor Day, when she came home for Labor Day, I, mm -hmm. I, I was ready for her to to go back. And I I was I think for me, she still had her spirit. Mm. So she didn't change. Mm. So I was okay. I was okay with sending so her back. So were you were you worried that she was going to change at school? I was worried because she's an only child, so oh, she was going okay. to be around. Law. Were you, were you, okay? Help me understand. What what were you afraid of? Okay. Well, a week before she left, I found out she was going to be at the function without you or something. I, I, well, I found out it was a co-ed dorm. Like I found out oh. like a real co-ed dorm. But aren't like they on the other side though? Because my daughter's in a co-ed dorm. They're on they're on one side and they're on the other. No, side. her next door neighbor is. Oh Lord! <laughs> <laughs> no, but these ain't to do them like that. They had the boys on one end uh -huh. of the hall no, and the girls no. on the other end. No, so we we it was okay. They didn't even share a bathroom. No, you know, so. so well, luckily she and her roommate. So it's just her and her roommate, and they they had a bathroom in their room. So mm. it's kind of like a like a, an apartment. But I found out a week before she left that it was a coed a coed dorm. Mm. So I got a little bit concerned about that, but I just. I just didn't know how she was going to adapt because she doesn't have any brothers or sisters. We don't really have any close family. So I didn't know how she was going to 
because like I said, she's kind of like a, a loner. Yeah. So to be around other people, you underestimated her. I did, but yeah. her roommate mm-hmm. is something else. I do, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, we we've yeah. had our bout with roommates. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. my daughter has had her bouts with roommates, and I, I, I I'm concerned about uh, this. Her last year, thank you, Lord. She's Where a is senior she? at Virginia State. Okay. It's her last year, but I I felt that when you said about her leaving because my her first year she didn't want she didn't call she didn't have time for me she didn't call home or none of that so I'm calling her she'll answer the phone but guess what those tables turn the next year now she's calling me and I'm not answering the phone so it just <laughs> you know did you feel did you feel when she left because I think this is my thing too I felt like I was no longer needed like she didn't need me did you no, feel like no, she no no I, I don't feel like she didn't need me she had to she had to be a butterfly and she had to grow on her own so you have to give her her wing space I, and I think now I am because I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay, go ahead. And she's like, she's mm-hmm. going out and she's doing different things. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, Ugh. she'll That's get it. That's an interesting um, comment that you made because I think my mom is going through that now that everybody's grown. Mm-hmm. Um, and now her grandkids are grown. Mm-hmm. She's going through that nobody needs me stage. Mm-hmm. Do you, well, you don't have grandkids. I do have half mm-hmm. grandkids. Do you feel, do you ever feel like, you know, everybody's grown and they don't necessarily need mom anymore? Yeah, I do. You do? I do. Especially my 30 year old. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He has no time for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my grandkids, mm-hmm. as they come and go, but I don't see them as often as I would like. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're out of state. Mm-hmm. I do miss that because I'm a homebody. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I miss that family. Because yeah. we're family. We're right. family oriented. Right. That's yeah. why. Yeah, we love family. I get it. Yeah, that's what that's what got me the most because it was no it was no husband, it was no kid. Mm-hmm. It was this was your time to do Shanika. You, know you gotta, you gotta I, find, I'm telling you, you gotta find her. I know. And the day that my hair that I <laughs> yeah, the hair moment, and I was the sitting twenty in the colors in two days. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I sat in the barbershop and I was crying in the barbershop. And he said, "What are you doing? Like, like waiting to exhale." <laughs> Like, what are you doing? He's like, you need to, this should be the time of your life. Exactly. And then when she came home and I saw that she was okay, I said, okay, this is time. This mm-hmm. is the time for me to just do all all the things that you I gotta, need to You got to find that space, yeah. I'm telling you. Because once you find her, they're going to be looking for you. You know what I mean? Because right. right now you just like, nobody needs me, but they do need you. Mm-hmm. And you, Right. And, and it's just in a different capacity mm-hmm. now. It's just mm-hmm. in a totally different capacity. They need you to be right. She needs me to be on the phone and be like, do you need me to come up there? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because see, my daughter called last night with a flat mama. tire. Mm. She okay. called last time she got a flat tire because her first year taking her car to school. So, okay. so okay. she does need me because she needed that number to guy code. Mm. You know right. what I'm saying? So right. I had to give her that. And I'm like, do you need me to get on the road? You got three new tires in the, in the shade. You need me to go bring your tire? No, Mom. I said, it's only an hour and 30 away. I drive down there and bring you. No, I'm good. Uh-huh. So they do need you. <laughs> right. They, right. Need, they need, need to. They, they got your fa- their foundation. Right. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Right. She just don't need you there in her face. Right. Right. And I mean, <laughs> and you miss that. Fun. Right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, and I'm fine. Girl, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two different breeds right here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo. Oh, 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 my goodness. Okay. So speaking of college girls. Mm. Now this this thing touches home for me because I've always taught my kids that when you when you go out and you buy a drink, you hold your drink. You don't never put it down. You don't drink no drink nobody buy for you. Don't smoke nothing nobody give you. If you gonna smoke weed, roll your own joint. I mean, that, that's, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm real with my kids. I'm, listen, listen, right. uh, You don't know. You, you gotta you gotta arm them at all costs. If you're going to do something, you have sex, have your own condoms. You have mm. to have your own right. so those people can trick you up. Right. Mm. So this girl, her she her name was, um, what's her name now, too? Her name was um, 
Nadia, no, n- n- uh, mm. Nautica, mm. Nautica, Nautica, was it Nautica? Okay. Her name was Nautica, and somebody, they, girl, somebody, the, uh, she went to Howard, mm. but they gave her a drink or something because she was a party promoter. Mm. Oh, the pretty girl, I saw yeah, that. the pretty yeah. girl, and she ended up at Virginia State. Now that thing struck struck chord for me because she ended up two hours away. Like, don't, don't recall at, what happened? She was at Howard Homecoming. Don't know what happened. They found her at Virginia State with no shoes on, no jacket. And she was disoriented, and was right? And she was disoriented. She had a blank stare on her face. And nobody know how she got there. She don't even know how she got there. That's what I'm saying. You know, you got to be careful who you around, know your surroundings. So that that right there, that messed me up. Because oh, I'm like, wow. that my baby up there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And. I got I got my son out here as a party promoter and somebody could do something to him. Mm. I be look my I listen, my kids are the world to me, they mean the world to me, and I don't want nothing to happen to none of them. Mm. You know what I mean? So they they sound in P's and Q's, but this young lady, beautiful girl. She probably got tricked up by a friend. Mm. You you never know because people are envious. She's very beautiful. A friend could have gave her a drink. So you gotta keep your your friends close, then your enemies. Gotta mm-hmm. keep them closer. Mm-hmm. And watch them jokers too. I tell my kids all the time, watch who you hang around. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't think that girl knew how she got to Virginia State, right? And everybody's not your friend. That's why I tell I, I tell my daughter that too. Everybody, everybody's not your friend. They hang in your dorm room. They hang, you know. They mm. hang in your they hang in your dorm room, and they, you know, you, you you see each other in passing. But these are people that you just met, and everybody has a past. Mm. That's right. That's how I feel. Everybody has a past, and you you they're gonna only let you know what they want you to know mm-hmm. right. about their history, about their past, or whatever. So just know that. You know, you you have to be cautious, just like they may be being cautious with you. And tell your daughter, don't leave her bank card laying around. Because even if you get friends with somebody in the room, that person, they they came right from the same hometown as you, can live next door to you, will still memorize your bank number and go give it to her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I've had experience with that, too. So don't leave it around. Even if you're going into the bathroom. Yeah. If you're going to the bathroom, put that stuff away. Lock everything up. I don't care what you got to do. Just protect your stuff right. at all right. times. Right. Yeah, that's crazy that you got to do that, you know, but you got to arm your kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Miss Ivory just walked in. Hi, Ivory. Hi, Miss Ivory. Yes, yeah, so we have her coming up <laughs> after our first guest. We're going to take a quick break, and then we come back with um, just a little bit more conversation before our first guest, Vernon Harris, who is the happiness coach. He's going to join us on the line. So you're listening to Let's Face It. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Let's Face It with Bill Strayhorn and Friend. We'll be right back. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes, 
How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve, it's now a good time? No? Okay, no problem, bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Okay, men. This is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you going to do? You're going to go grocery shopping, cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. I know you won't because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You're now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Face It. Our first guest that's coming up is Vernon Brown. His platform is What Is Your Happy? He's the CEO and president of What's Your Happy? He's a happiness and success coach. Um, and he's actually based out of Richmond, Virginia. He's on the side of anyone needing help and advice to find their path and start once again. He talks with those who are challenged, and together he helps people get the life that they've never dreamed possible started for them. Um, then he keeps the momentum going in that direction with support, confidentiality, and no judgment. Vernon opens the doors to all possibilities. So he'll be calling in in just a little bit. But um, did you guys hear about Tina Campbell? We talked about her from Mary Mary. We talked oh, about... You know, she had opened her mouth and said how much she supports and, and supports Donald Trump, President Trump, because of his Christian values, his good Christian values. Um, and then she just recently announced that she had to cancel her tour. I bet she did. Because of low ticket sales. Mm -hmm. um, I she bet was she saying did. that um, to pray for her and hopefully that she'll be able to find the support again. Um, it says the remainder of her is, is still personal tour due to low ticket sales and overall lack of support and she put on instagram she put this long post on instagram so i want to know i want to ask you guys do you know do you think now that you are even in your salons with your friends family and public forums do you are you careful about what you say when you voice your opinion on comp on like controversial issues i do you do i do no, um, i would take you to be very outspoken don't really i'm very outspoken uh -huh. but when i know stuff will tick people off mm -hmm. i kind of shy away from that okay um because we don't have that many clients, and I don't want to run them yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, okay. I kind of gauge it off. Okay. okay. All right. Well, our first guest is on the line. Please help me welcome to the show Mr. Vernon Brown. How are you, sir? Hello? Oh. 
Mr. Brown? Hello? All right. So, what were you saying? Oh, um, I actually kind of just gauge it off of my clients. If they, if they, any topic, kind of, okay. because then that, then you know that they, it's not something that I brought up. It's something that they brought up, mm -hmm. and then I just kind of like get, because usually they're starting the conversations, or they may say, "Well, what do you think about?" Or you know, and and and, and I have to also keep in mind if they're military personnel or if they're. Um, not military personnel, so I, I just kind of gauge it, kind of gauge it that way. Okay. So, um, but I, I yeah. Have I you ever know. has it ever slapped you in the face? You know. This happened in my salon. You know Nate. Everybody knows yeah, Nate. Yeah. His he's <laughs> outgoing. So, th he he was joking around about um, interracial dating, and he was talking about um, basically Caucasian people. And he was just saying that how he can't trust anybody who would date outside their race, blah, blah. A lot of it was joking. He was right. joking. Um, but come to find out that one of the clients that were in the salon was a client of one of the other stylists, and she's married to a Caucasian guy. Oh, man. Um, and she took time to contact her stylist and let her know how, she, how offended she was. So, you know, I, was, I have to tell him, you know, you got to be careful. Even though we know that you're a comedian, you're trying to be funny, certain issues um, are very, yeah, right. very sensitive. Touchy. And you don't ever, you never know who's in the room, mm -hmm. right? I I she, she, the young lady never said anything to me, but it was like after the fact I kind of like caught myself mm -hmm. because she was like talking, she was talking to her husband, and I was just like this. Is, and so when she finished talking to him, I was like, "Is your husband?" And I <laughs> you asked her. I said, "Is your husband white?" And she was like, "Yeah." And I was just like, "Oh, okay." Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ew, what did you do? Like, I kind of knew, but I just kind of had to confirm it. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just needed to confirm it for some reason. Because what she was saying was just like, this is not making any sense to me. Mm -hmm. It's not making any sense to me. So, yeah, I pretty much, and I don't know if she was offended, but I knew better. So I just pretty much was like, okay, don't do that again. Don't do that again. Right. Yeah. Live and you learn. Well, Miss Campbell, hopefully she will, um, she'll learn. Because when... When she first came out, then she went everywhere defending it. I was like, yeah, it's just not um, going to work. Hold on. Yeah. Mm -mm. So, what do you want to talk about? Let's see. Um, so, I have a quick question. If, if you and your spouse um, had made an agreement when you all had gotten married, that you all did not want any children. And along maybe three or four years in the marriage, you realized that he is wanting to have children. Would you stay? Would you sacrifice having children? Or would you file for a divorce? Uh, not trying to be funny, but I had a full hysterectomy. So <laughs> <laughs> this okay, so let's go back. Okay, so hypothetically speaking, um, I don't think mine would want to have no kids. He got a whole lot of them, so I mean, I'm good on that. I, I got one, but he have a lot. So I mean, I have. I, so well, together, y'all have a lot. Yeah, we have a lot. So 
Uh-uh. But I'm, I'm saying, good. like, if you, if both of you all started off in the marriage saying that you all did not want, you were agreeing, we're going to get married, we, neither one of us want any children. Because I, I'm just saying the young lady um, in the real, I think her name is Jeannie, Jeannie May, I think is her name. But she just recently filed for a divorce from her husband because she, he, she's realizing now that he he's lighting up, he lights up when he sees children. Mm-hmm. But they had made a decision when they got married not to have any children. And now he's wanting children and she just filed for a divorce saying that she didn't want to keep him from having the children that now he's desiring well, to that have. was very selfless of her well and she's but she's adamant about not wanting any kids yes and i she, mean i have an aunt that doesn't have any kids she's in um she's almost 80 well she might be 80 by now i have an uncle who's 61 who doesn't have any kids so i get them not wanting any kids so i get her i mean I, I, I mean, she had to do what she had to do. And right. I mean, they, she loved him enough to let him go. Right. That's and that's pretty much what she was saying. Because yeah. she made, she came on the show and she gave this kind of like testimonial, if you will, about there was no infidelity. There was, you know, there was nothing going on. She just felt like she couldn't stay married to him knowing that he wanted children at this point. So she just made the decision to divorce him. But that's just a very strong thing to have to conclude. But what do you do when, okay, I was in a situation where, the whole time we talked about having kids and all of a sudden it changed. And having a family has always been important to me. I've always mm-hmm. wanted one. And for the whole relationship, you know, we, I thought that we were on the same page and then all of a sudden they no longer wanted kids. What do you do in that situation? <coughs> that's kind of, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of still touchy too. Because, right, where do you go? Where do you, where do you go? Because then you begin to question many other things. Yeah. In the, in, the relationship. <laughs> in the relationship, it's like, okay, so if this was one issue, were there other issues? Yeah. Right. So I think that that's, that's really, really a touchy, all of it is really touchy for me because I just don't know that once you've invested your time and then someone else's time, how do you just really step back from that? So mm. it was just, it's just kind of, it's, it's kind of a tough place to be on, on either side, I, I believe. Jeez, okay, so when, one of our um, one of our guests, well, the, the lady who's going to call in at eight thirty, the Hollywood gossiper, she's going to talk to us about this story that's coming up. But I want to take a different approach. You know, Tamar yeah. filed for divorce from Vince. There have been rumors for a couple of months about things that were going on. I think there was an incident at the Ritz when he bit her or something. There, were, there was a physical altercation, mm-hmm. um, but she had always been saying that you know don't believe the hype. Things mm-hmm. are okay. But she officially filed for divorce on Tuesday um, in L.A. County, um, citing in, in irreconcilable differences. Um, she does want full custody of her four-year-old child. Um, she does not want to offer him any spousal support. Um, the only thing she wants is the house that's in Calabasas, um, which they call Kardashian land. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been married nine years, which will be next month will be nine years. Yeah. So um, I want to ask you, and it's kind of, not necessarily relate to this story, but whether it's marriage, friendship, or anything that you're doing, is it easy for you to say goodbye, give up, or are you the type of person who's, who's going to stick it out regardless? I'll take this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as easy <clears throat> as it may sound um, because I've been sticking in there for 19 years mm-hmm. through all of what has transpired in the last 19 years. and um, those You're talking from a marriage point of view? From a, a a cohabitating. Okay, cohabitating. Okay. Not married. Okay. Um, 
there's a reason for that too. Because uh, <laughs> I don't see um, where there's a change. I've been waiting for to see a change, and I hadn't seen that change. I'm seeing the change now. Um, and we're kind of playing it by ear. We're not in the same household, but we're playing it by ear. Trying to, I guess we're dating again or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was it's, it's, it's different this time. It's different. But, um, it's, I mean, I guess, is there some abuse? I mean, like, underlying abuse or something like that? I mean, I, I, Tamar to me is different. She, yeah, she's, she's, she's a piece she's of work. Yeah, she's, she's a piece of work. Maybe she got on his nerve or she gets on mine. I don't know. She's a little different <laughs> to me. And so there, there was probably several things that several things that have, have transpired in that situation. And they probably just came to the conclusion that that would be for the best. So, but I think that for me, I've been married for 22 years. And... I think that if it came down to me separating from my husband at this age, I feel like I, I would just probably I would just probably go my way and just accept things for where they are. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So okay. I, so I I I just I think that because I think that over time. Over time, just like you said, you you know what it is that you want. And I think at this point when you're deciding to separate, you're separating for a reason. And you know enough about yourself versus when you were in your 20s or your your early 20s, you know enough about yourself now in your 40s to know, or in as you get older, where mm-hmm. it is you're trying to go. Right. And you and learn to... Right. And yep. you learn to... It's like I'm better... I can... I'm better by myself than... Happy than to be in a situation with you and there is no happiness. Mm-hmm. So, say it, I can do better by myself. myself. Exactly. <laughs> so I think that I think that at some at some points people tend begin to form into because even though you're married and like I said I've been married for 22 years I still believe that my husband has his own thing going on and I have my own thing going on and we we are established in our own things. So it wouldn't be hard to transition out of it, especially when you have adult children. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be hard to transition out of it. What it would probably boil down to is like, like, what are we, what are we, we going to do? Are we going to sell all these things? And but then if you're a person who doesn't really care, then mm-hmm. it it really won't be a big deal. That's anyway. right, because things are just things. Right. Hmm. I'm, well, in general, I've normally been a person who just sticks it out. Mm-hmm. Now I complain about it. Um, but it's surpri- I surprised myself, like, and I, I think because I wasn't really necessarily talking about just from a marriage or a relationship. This is just in life in general. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll talk about it from a relationship point of view. I was surprised when I, because I was the one who ended my relationship, um, and I was shocked that I did it because for so long I had thought about doing it, but just was like I was in a family who you know we didn't divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, we just dealt with it. So you know. I was surprised when I actually got the nerve up to do it. And I think that actually gave me the strength to, in other areas of my life, to if things aren't going my way or if I, I feel like um, I no longer um, I'm benefiting from certain situations, mm-hmm. then I don't have a problem ending it. And that's from friendships, from business deals, from business arrangements, anything like that. I don't have a problem um, ending it. Right. Wow. Right. right. I, that's I'm, good, Will. Yeah. That's yeah, good. It is. And you, 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 I I've watched you, you grow. Thank right. you. Right. I have. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Because you weren't saying that last time. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I, I wasn't. And, but you've, and you've grown in the last year, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. 
a lot. You know what? And I was this. The, I remember I was telling you I was going to talk about. Mm-hmm. I was watching. Uh, my brother had sent. I've been going through a few emotional things for the past couple of months, actually. Um, but my brother had went to um, T.D. Jake's church on Sunday, and he did a sermon called, um, what was it called? Hatching Your Greatness. Mm-hmm. And it was basically talking about when you know that deep down inside that, there's, that you, you're, not, you're not finished yet, there's still untapped potential. Yes. Um, and about how you're going through a process and the feelings that you're feeling and not to give up and how you have to go through, um, you know, the process. Uh, like a, it was, I think the example he was giving was, a little baby eagle in the, in the the egg in the shell, and how the mother eagle how she sits on it and she sits on it and she waits and waits until the egg finally breaks through and that's basically where I am now, um, and it's dry like you were saying how I don't think it's any I don't think it's a by happenstance that I am in the place in the dry season in the salon business mm-hmm. because I believe God is preparing me He has prepared for, me for greater. for something else mm-hmm. but I've been so comfortable mm-hmm. in the other business that I was afraid to step out on something that was unknown that didn't have the security mm-hmm. that I had in here and I think He's basically forcing me out like the mother the the, the yeah. mother eagle does her birds but you know so there's more than one baby in there right. Come on, come on, because <laughs> you got to give birth to that thing. It's yeah. more than one in there. Yeah. See, that's what I'm dealing with. It's more than one in there, uh-huh. and it's like different. It's yeah. Different, it's different babies in there. Like, yeah. Like they give, they like they have a whole lot of eggs. Uh-huh. You got to give birth. You got a whole lot of eggs. You got to give birth to. Yeah. yeah. And they that's a all, scary place. That's an uncomfortable place it is to be. Unco- but see, look, there's no growth in comfort. Yeah. If you comfortable, you can't grow. You yeah. got to be uncomfortable. That's what he was saying too. You got to be uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Like right now, I'm very you're very uncomfortable. uncomfortable. <laughs> very uncomfortable, because mm-hmm. I know that it's some it's some birthing that I got to go mm-hmm. through the process. But how do you step out when all that you've known is where your security is? You step, you step out because you remember all the prayers that you prayed. Oh, mm-hmm. that's that that's that's what keeps me afloat. It's like okay, Shanika, that one time when you and 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 really now it's like that one. I know you're probably sick of me talking about this kid, but. No. <laughs> It's like because it all really to me it all started with her. It mm-hmm. all started with okay, Lord, because I was in a job that I, I just I was like I can't do this anymore. I don't want to send her off to childcare. I don't want to do this. So Lord, please put me in a place where I can go to the field trips. I can be at the school and have lunch with her. I can take her lunch if that's what she wants me to do. I can be there for her. And I, God put me in a position in the hair industry all the way up until now. Mm-hmm. And now I've seen her off to college. So now. God's like, okay, I've, I've, I've seen you through, but this was my prayer. So now now that that prayer has manifested, it's like, okay, now I have to move on. Mm-hmm. I can't stay there anymore because God has seen her through, and now he's seeing me through. And I have to keep going back to the prayers that I prayed. It's yeah. like, okay, Lord, just see me through this. And then and once I see That's supposed through, to be how faith is built. Yes, yeah. yes. it is. Which is it back is. to the birthing of the egg, yeah. Yeah. The, bir- the birthing of it all, because now it's my time to shine and to yeah. flourish because now she's flourishing, mm-hmm. and she's doing her thing. So it's my time now. How much writing do you do? Funny that you ask. <laughs> <laughs> I want to write, actually. And you want I, to? I want to write. No, no. And I, no, no I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm getting ready Come to get on. to that. I want to write, but, which takes me back to th- what I just said, I'm afraid because I sometimes get afraid that people won't understand what I'm writing and what I have to say, so I don't write. But I want, I really want to, and... So I and every time it's on my brain, and I know it's God Look, saying you need to write. Can you, you need look to at my write. bag for me, Nikki? There's a book in there. It's called um, A Woman's Worth, and I'm going to bring this book out for a reason. 
I'm bringing this book out for a reason because my sister is in this book. My sister wrote a chapter in this book. Okay. okay. And they just had a book signing. And this really made me want to write. Um, I, I did connect with Latrice, um, and she's my writing coach now. Okay. And so she has a program to help you learn how to write. And so I, I filled up so many of these journals. It's just not funny. Um, just on my thoughts alone. And she said to me, Janine, you probably already wrote your book, or you probably already wrote a, a, ch- a, a sentence, and you can expound upon it. You probably have so many books in you and that's when mm, my girlfriend mm-hmm. Lanika said you got to give birth to it mm-hmm. because that's what just where your next level is at it's in your book so i just wanted to share you know share that, that okay. there, it, this okay. book here is amazing like i'm still reading it because not only has she, she they wrote a book it's 14 women okay not okay. only did they write a book another one of my girlfriends her name is um dr kimberly edwards she also wrote a book and it's called the um it's oh my god oh the Incredible You. Okay. That's a good book. And okay. I read it. It, it was just so very, very good. And then my other girlfriend, she wrote a book called um, uh, Faster for a Breakthrough. So these are people that I know that wrote books that I read. And I'm like, man, this is amazing. And the books that they wrote can help me. Right. They can help right. me find right. why was I depressed. They can mm-hmm. help me. You know, and how did I get out of that? So my depression could help someone else. Right. But I got to tell it. Right. 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 How did, I think that's how did the you, hardest part, getting what, to that point of transparency. You, you have to write it down. See, right. If you can write it down, if you can write it down, then one day you may be able to say it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I've written like, down a lot, but I dare what, not share. You, <laughs> well, when, you know what? There's going to be a lot of people yeah. who but you know have, why? have to be deceived well, before I start telling my story. Because it's so deep. Yeah. So you got to find somebody you trust enough to read it, mm-hmm. to share and say, is this too deep? Mm-hmm. Is this too much? What is going for somebody to say? Because you know, the deeper you go, the bigger the pill, the mm-hmm. bigger the bigger the, the turnaround, right? Yeah, yeah. I was transparent on yesterday. I actually told about me weighing two hundred and eighty-four pounds, mm-hmm. and I, and the reason why I said that was because I keep seeing people put up pictures of their before and afters, and to me, I think they're fakes. Like I think, and it's not for me to say, but I've been in this business in this company for three years. Okay, almost three years come January, and I put a picture up. The month before I started the business, I was 284 pounds. Not three years, and I already lost the weight, and then I came to the company. No, I didn't do that. I didn't lose a pound. And I had that operation in November. I took a picture in December. In January, I was in that company, and I lost that weight. I didn't take, it wasn't easy, um, and it's because I'm not consistent. I'm not I'm not um, being intentional like I'm supposed to be. Because I could have been lost the extra 59 pounds I wanted to lose. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't I wasn't intentional. So last night, I was very transparent. I was crying and everything because people are not big because they want to be big. They're big because there's underlying things they haven't taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People don't, people don't want to be unhealthy. They're unhealthy because there's an underlying thing that needs to be taken care right. of. Mm-hmm. Something under the bottom they got to be taken care of. Right, right. It's a deep, it's a deeper issue, right? You know what I mean? I that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I said so many times that I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. I am not comfortable. Mm-mm. I'm very uncomfortable. Right. That's I mean, the same it's good thing. to yeah. put on. It. I mean, you. I mean, because anybody can put on the face of, of being comfortable. Yeah. I mean, because I. I mean, sometimes the, the face of being okay, the mm-hmm. face of being. Ooh. You know, this everything's great. Yeah. Like, and then yeah. it's that one moment when you're sad, and everybody's like, "But you're always so happy." Yeah. And yep. it's like, well, what, can I just have this moment of being sad? Because, nope. you know, right. And nope. it's people, it's, it's like every, everybody needs a moment of being sad. Yep. Right. I'm not happy all the time. I'm not always jolly bouncing around. It's not like that. My You're life human. is not, right, my life is not just 
whatever it is you may think mm. it is, it's not. It's not that. And I do have moments of being sad. I yeah. do have moments of just life's full of seasons. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. So you know, with that, I mean, with that, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm gonna definitely have. Yes, to I'm gonna have to it. give you information on this book because right. this. I mean, I, it, it really inspired me because it's like 14 different stories of how they how they overcame their obstacles because they all went through something mm-hmm. and they're all mompreneurs. They're mm-hmm. all mothers. And they have children, and they, you know, and some of them are law school, and some of them are not, you know, and they, and they talk about their pitfalls and how they came out of them, okay. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a really, really good read, um, and to tell you, listen, you're not by yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back with Miss Ivory uh, to talk about Achi and everything that they're doing. I love that smile. Yeah. <laughs> so please stay tuned. We'll be right back. So let's face it. You've been listening to Let's Face It with Bill Strayhorn and Friend. We'll be right back. You're now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friend. Now back to the show. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes I do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. Feedthepig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You going to finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... <laughs> Sometimes, though. <laughs> you don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket. A tent. A sandbag. A doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hey, everybody. Rachel Ray here. Nothing puts a bigger smile on my face than cooking up a big meal for family and friends. But there's not enough room at my table for the 17 million kids in America who are struggling with hunger. These children, that's one out of every five, often have to skip meals because there's just nothing to eat in the kitchen. Yet there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food produced right here in America to feed every last hungry child. If only there was a way to get it to them. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food to give hope to hungry kids and their families all across our country. But they can't do it without your help. 
Join me in supporting Feeding America at your local food bank and at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. You are now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Face It. We have the pleasure of having Miss Ivory Morgan Burton in the studio. She is the the Hampton Roads Chapter Board President for ACHI, which is Women Supporting Women Association, Inc. Um, I've known her for quite a few years. She is a beautiful woman to, um, to know. Welcome to the show. Thank you ever so much. It's a delight to be here. So glad to have you here. Um, again, we have the awards coming up. We have a lot going on. Next yes. year, and I'm so proud. I always tell people I'm the the unofficial male <laughs> member of Achi. Actually, you will be official this year. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wonderful. So j- just to get everyone started, because we were talking to Sh- Shanika, one of the co-hosts, and she's heard of the organization, but she doesn't quite understand what it is. Can you tell her and the people about Achi? Achi started out as Achi Magazine. It's a printed publication originally. It still prints, but how it's changed is when it started, it was a, and still is, an award-winning competitive gala once a year. Ours will be November the 5th here in Hampton Roads. It's now Women Supporting Women Association, and Achi Magazine has become a subsidiary Mm. of Women Supporting Women Association. It is founded by Dr. Juanita Fletcher. Uh, Her and her daughters are like the three musketeers. Most people do not know that they've been the driving force behind everything uh, for so many years. And it started and was birthed here in Hampton Roads. Uh, The first event gala was at the Westin with a set-down banquet of 300-plus individuals with the awards gala. It has now gone into theater-styled seating, and it's going to be at the George and um, Linda Kaufman Theater at the Chrysler Museum. It starts at 6, and it runs till 9.30. Red carpet and all of those wonderful things. Uh, The magazine is still being printed, but where it used to go to the public and anyone that wanted a publication, it is now designed and focused strictly for members of Women Supporting Women um, Association, but it will go to sponsors, advertisers, and people of that nature as well. So let's go to the awards gala. You said it's coming up November 5th. I'm still, yes. I'm still looking for something to wear. I'm presenting at that, the, that evening. But, um, ta-da. 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 Yes, yes. Ta-da. So the awards, because you give out awards for so many different categories. Explain to, who, who do you represent and who are you um, spotlighting at the event? What type of people? Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, living legend will be Senator Louise L. Lucas. Uh, she's getting the Living Legend Award. And the cool, wonderful thing is Living Legend 2016, which was Gail Hartz, yes. is presenting to her. And today I had a chance to talk to my beloved Gail, and I did not know that she was personal friends with Senator Lucas. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. And they know each other, so oh. they have a history that a lot of us might not have known. So it's key components of women that deserve to be recognized. It's not always the ones in the public light. Mm-hmm. It's those that are sometimes the unsung heroes. There is an award for a volunteer. 
military, uh, woman of achievement, woman on the rise. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's many, many components. Makeup artist, hairstylist, hairstylist yeah. Yeah. and some really, really wonderful um, categories. And how it works is you can nominate yourself or you can be nominated by um, business associate, friend, family, another individual. Uh, and once you're nominated, it goes to a panel of judges mm-hmm. that we're not aware of who they are. Mm-hmm. I've have not known who the judges have been for years mm-hmm. and uh, the board changes every year so what happens is they evaluate the nominee the nominee is community effort uh, awareness of their position within the community um, they're giving back there are many many components uh, Facebook your social media sites your websites everything to illustrate and validate that you're really what you say you are Mm -hmm. in the person that nominated you and the recommendation that they've given Uh, it's like everybody wants to win but the real winning is the ones that just come and have the sisterhood and Mm -hmm. the camaraderie it's a phenomenal experience to stand on stage uh, among the shoulders of phenomenal women Mm -hmm. so many of us have walked on those shoulders to get where we are because they've lifted us up and they've encouraged us to go to the next level. So it's always about building others up. And Women Supporting Women's theme is just that, Women Supporting Women. So it's about the sisterhood, the real camaraderie. So how do we become sisters? Wonderful you asked that. (laughs) Well, we have the Hampton Roads chapter, Mm -hmm. which um, is held... Uh, once a month, and there is a meeting. We're currently at uh, the Outback Steakhouse on Fordham Drive. No cost, no fee to participate. You're welcome to come. Two tries to check us out and see if you like the camaraderie. Should you like that, then you can go online at www.wswassociation.com and join. It's $65 a year. And for that, you get your magazine, you get a lot of uh, benefits, you get a membership card that has a special number on it uh, that identifies you, and you can buy online and get special deals and discounts and benefits. uh, Our chapter kicked off the mentoring program. We're involved with Adopt-A-Spot, Null Fork, and Clean, and looking forward to our sign going up uh, to honor our chapter. So there's a lot of activities and a lot of things that are going on. And the big secret that won't be a secret after I tell it tonight, (laughs) 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 hello, um, is that at the awards gala this year, we are honored to be able to announce and kick off the annual conference, which will be May 18th, 19th, and 20th of 2018. And uh, it was held in Atlanta, Georgia for the Women's Association. the same dates. We've extended it one more day here in Hampton Roads and Hampton Roads chapter Virginia's because we now have the peninsula and we also have Richmond chapters. All the uh, Virginia chapters will be hosting and collaborating to bring a spectacular three days of phenomenal so things. Yeah. It'll be here. It's already Ooh. booked at the Renaissance Hotel in yeah. Portsmouth. Okay. And wow. yours truly and my company is the event planning and coordinating because that's how I got started. Okay. I should give the real lowdown and dish the dirt. Nikki Curry is the reason I met 
Dr. Juanita Fletcher in the first place. The connector. Yeah, the connector, <laughs> yeah. the star. She got, she got me straight. Yeah, yeah the star. Um, she'll always have a very special yes. place in my heart for all the people she's connected me to, and just because I love her and she's a wonderful woman. Um, the cool part is I was doing an event for another organization, and Star Jones was yeah. the guest speaker. And uh, Nikki Curry brought uh, Dr. Fletcher and her daughter to the event as special guests of hers. And that connected me and led me into doing their first event at the Westin, and then the rest, as they say, is history. Wow. So we have some years in. It's the second tour, uh, not the second uh, awards gala for Hampton Roads, mm -hmm. but it's the second tour where they're going to all the cities and all the chapters mm -hmm. on the East Coast to acknowledge and honor women. That's awesome. How many chapters are there now? Six. Six chapters. And growing. And, and growing. growing. Um, there's going to be some phenomenal announcements. You don't want to miss getting your tickets. They're $40 at the awards gala, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to get to the awards gala. Uh, it's formal. All of us are either having custom gowns made <gasps> or they're shopping their eyeballs out. The stress. Yes. yes. And... <laughs> um, the photograph that I posted today on Facebook with Will happens to be from a stylized photo oh, yeah. shoot yeah. that will kick off and share some details that are coming up for 2018 at the awards gala. So there's going to be some phenomenal announcements, some new things, and some very creative and innovative things that will be shared. Yes, 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 and I won't tell everything. You have to come to the awards gala to learn the rest. <laughs> They could reach out to me, Ivory Morgan Burton, through my company uh, phone, which is Storybook Events. The phone number is 757-625-4321. I am um, working to open and help assist with chapters um, with the Peninsula. We just opened that. Kissy Petaway Fox is the new chapter president there. She's putting her board together. Uh, Darice... Um, well, I should say Elise Darn is the chapter president for Richmond, and she's just about got her board in place. And if you want a chapter in your area, the point is call me at the 757-625-4321 number so that I can collaborate and work with you and see um, about helping you get a chapter open if there isn't one in your area. Wow, wow. We're bringing one near you. Is there anything else you would like to share with us about that wonderful... And the organization means basically sisterhood. There is no it is. literal translation for Achi. From what well, I understand, it means sisterhood. Right. Achi means sisterhood. And it really sincerely means that. Um, anyone that's ever belonged to women's groups, we know that sometimes it's about the dollar. We know sometimes it's about some that are just promoting and marketing themselves. This is not a grocery shop. Uh, when you come, every chapter is about building you through the totality of a woman, mm -hmm. your emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. And though it's not a religious organization, you will find the thread mm -hmm. runs through very strongly yeah. because all of our members and everyone are. And it's not marketed and promoted in that way, but everybody has a sense of purpose and direction and growth. And the heart is to really help another. And so every woman is looking to mentor, to share, to help build someone else and to give back. Yeah. So you're saying that I should come to the Outback on <laughs> Fordham Drive and when is this again? It is the third Monday of every month 
and it kicks off from 6 to 6.30 with ordering um, happy hour and uh, refreshments and dinner, of course, if you want it, and a lot of networking, so bring your business cards. Mm -hmm. And then we kick the meeting off promptly at 7 p.m., and we try to get you out at the door at 8, but we just did Halloween mask okay. <laughs> last uh meeting of, for October, which was the third Monday. And November, we will be bringing um, Christmas cards okay. and teaming up with the Girl Scouts. And from that, we will be um, signing and sending messages to our military with Christmas cards. Oh, that's nice. And then Christmas is going to be our Get Your Party On. And that will be fun. Uh, that will be at a Caribbean restaurant mm -hmm. um, that is across from the uh, mall in uh, Lynn Haven. And forgive me because I know the name, but <laughs> I, I don't want to mispronounce it or say it wrong. Montego. Montego. Thank Montego. you, my love. Um, so, yes, we'll be at Montego's. And uh, the theme for the uh, annual conference is the Caribbean. So we want mm. you to feel like you're leaving without going anywhere. So it's going I to remember be in Atlanta, it was the tote, was it Greek? It was the Greek theme, yeah. all white yeah. and gold. And uh, when you look at the website for, beautiful. Uh, everybody yeah. had white gowns and yeah. we went Greek. And this time where we've had the Greek goddess, you're now going to be Caribbean queens. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. I had the opportunity to go to Atlanta and participate with them and it was wonderful. You could feel like the sisterhood. It was a nice group of people. You could tell that everybody appreciated, every, appreciated everyone, and that there was a sincere love and care for everybody. So if you're interested in joining, I suggest that you do go and join. Wonderful. And I certainly hope you'll come to the awards gala. Yes. Dress and up. In, uh, red carpet mm -hmm. and lots of fanfare. Um, there'll be so much activity and so much going. And the chapters of Virginia will have a table there to share um, more information about their individual chapters and the women that are participating. And our raffle tickets go on sale. Last year we had a $1,000 value for a wine tasting up for 10 people with all the food and condiments. This year we're at 1005 with a treasure chest because of that Caribbean theme and it's filled with everything from crystal vases all the way to um, coupons and things that you can use anywhere on the planet to be able to buy goodies and have a great time. And that's valued at 1005 The tickets will be a dollar each mm. and no limit to how many you want to buy. We also have a chapter cookbook for Hampton Roads and everyone, including some um, professional chefs, okay. contributed recipes and that will be on sale and that's $20. Awesome. So we're on the move and growing. Yes, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Ivory, thank you so much for coming in and sharing about the organization. My second family, I appreciate you coming in. Absolutely. Our big brother. Every sister has to have a big brother. Yeah. Don't touch my girls. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Protective of them. But thank you so much for coming in. I appreciate it. Thank you that. for having me. It's a delight. I'll look forward to seeing you all on the red carpet, yes. November the 5th. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. So. Let's talk about, um, before I, our Hollywood gossip column, this is going to call in about five minutes, but I want to talk to you. A question, just a question to get your opinion. I know you've all dealt with it, but how do you deal with toxic friends or toxic people in your life? What uh. do you, oh, what do you do, <laughs> Ivory? Yes. What do you do? Yes, yes. And you, you can't just cut, you just cut them off like you that? Um, I'm a very caringly confrontive person. I've reached the point of maturity, I'll get in your face and tell <laughs> yeah. you about yourself. Um, there is a way to lovingly 
tell someone. And I think that some of us need to have enough of love to tell another person. There are some that like being the victim. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you do, they're never going to change. And once we've discerned that and recognized that they're always going to be a victim, then we need to step back and realize we're wasting our energy. Mm -hmm. You don't want to have people that are like suckers and they will suck you dry because yeah. as a fountain you're giving but you also need to be replenished so when it's all said and done you have to weigh out the value are you the only person in that person's life that may caringly confront them and nurture them and help them overcome the situation or are you going to have to throw in the towel and walk away because you know that they're never going to want to change Ooh, that's good. that is true that's good. is that your tactic what do you do you look, you look like a I'm just through with you I, type I, person. I mean, I don't have a problem. And, and what I do is I just, when you don't call me, I don't call you. It, when somebody calls you all the time and they always have that sucky dry spirit, I don't have time for that because I'm trying to fill myself with more positive stuff. And when people keep weighing on you, it, it weighs you down. You can't fly like that. So, no, I, 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 don't, I don't answer my phone. I, I block everybody. So, so you just basically, block. you cut them off? Yeah, just block. Cut them off. I mean, I used to sit around and listen and, and let them, you know, feed. I just feed into it. And, mm-hmm. and then I, and I, when I get off the phone with them or when they get out of my space, I feel it. It makes you feel heavy. So you have to let them go. What about you, Shanika? I'm a nurturer. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm a nurturer. And I, because usually the people that I'm nurturing Everybody else has already cut them off, and I think for me, I'm the, I'm the, I'm, I'm going to be your friend, but I'm going to tell you why everybody cut you off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you why because you have to stop it. You have to stop it, and because I, I, I don't like, you know, it's always like we're going to get in this group and we're going to talk about this person who is draining our group, but nobody ever tells the person that they're draining the group. So that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I feel what happens to people that, that everybody has kind of like just left alone. Nobody ever told that person that you're draining us. So they're kind of like walk, walk away. So I, I sometimes feel like I'm that person that's saying, you know, people, people, particularly I'm talking, well, I have a friend who just recently moved away and she wanted to FaceTime me every day. She moved, she moved to another country. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wanted to FaceTime me every day. So I stopped answering to her. Because you have to learn how to cope on your own. You cannot continue. You are a grown individual. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn to do things on your own. You don't need my, you don't need my, um, my opinion or anything that you purchase. You don't need to talk to me about anything. You just need to do it yourself. So I, I, I'm a nurturer to a degree. Mm-hmm. And then when you have totally gotten on my nerves. <laughs> That's it. I used to be like that. I used to be like that. I, um, not, I really don't have that much of a problem because I always keep a very tight circle. Right. Very, very, very tight right. circle. But, um. Usually when someone, I, I, I can discern that someone means me no good. Right. It's just obvious. I mean, yeah. I can speak to you and be very cordial, very kind, and then go my own way. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 who? I used to be her. You used to be her? I used to be her. And Nurture everybody that came around And then me. what triggered? Um, 
being used over uh, and over again, yeah. and you can feel it. And now when people come into my in my in my presence, I know when they're not right. Mm-hmm. I can read them, and that discernment is real. And mm-hmm. I know from the moment you open your mouth, what you're here for. But I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to say that. It's like the people that I choose because I don't really take on friends because I'm too old for friends. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm too old for that. So, but the people like this particular person, like she, like. She just needed, she didn't, like, she really didn't have any friends. And yeah. like she wasn't using mm-hmm. me for mm-hmm. anything. You know, she wasn't trying to take anything from uh-huh. me. But I, but I, she needed somebody to be honest yeah. right. to her. Right. And I, I don't think that any of her, it was like they were tiptoeing around it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I needed to be honest. And I think that sometimes she didn't have, she talked, she talked down about herself a lot. Oh, her so, was right. Like, so I felt like I needed to, I needed to encourage her, mm-hmm. but still be honest with her in the same Way. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I, so that that kind. So because mm-hmm. I don't take on friends, I don't. Yes. I, I have my. I'm like you. I have my. my, my <laughs> and you're fine. Friends. And you're fine. I, yeah, I don't. I don't take on. Friends. I pick up business partners. I don't pick up friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I pick up business partners. <laughs> okay. All right. I well, know they ain't right too. We have yeah. our Hollywood gossiper on the line. She's going to chime in right now. Is she? Is she on? Oh my okay. God. This this is unreal. <laughs> this is unreal. We have a new system. New studio. So things are changing. Um, That's okay. Since we're all going to be on the red carpet, we can do Hollywood for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, she was online. She's going to call right back. But um, it's good to know that you don't have that problem mm-hmm. with getting rid of people or toxic energy coming to your space. I have a sign posted in my office, even though I live alone, that says, Please, you're responsible for the energy you bring into this space. Because... Mm-hmm. Energy transfers. It does. Everything is a spirit. Yeah. It is. Oh, yes. Oh, I yes. absolutely believe in that. Yes. yes. I absolutely. When you have children, I think, too, that you, you they, they, they go off of your vibe, if you will. So mm-hmm. when, you, when you have people who are toxic in your life, then they feel like that's what they need to do. Because my, my daughter, is, is she's, a, she's a nurturer, too. But mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to quickly cut that off. And you can't fix people. Mm-hmm. You, you can't. can't. It's, you can't raise you can't. people. You can't teach people how to have manners. You can't. You you just you can't. Mm-hmm. At this point, either they know or either they don't. And if they don't know, it's not for you to teach them it's because you don't have any children. Mm-hmm. You, you're my child, and so it's not for you to teach. Because we good for one to get them and dress them up, fix right. them up, <laughs> put shoes and clothes on to make them look like something. We we always want to fix something right, up, don't we? Right. At the end of the day, it's still a mess. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, I think we have her on the line. All right. Mrs. Thomas? Mrs. Thomas? Is she up there? Mrs. Thomas? No, she's not. Okay. Just not sure. Don't you think external conditions are manifestation of inner issues? So, you know, like they say, a leopard doesn't change its spots. Okay. And no matter how much makeup we put on and hair and stuff, the inner ugly is going to be manifest. Because <laughs> yeah. if you hang with them long enough, it will it share oh yeah. with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. And for me, I grew up with feeling everyone I met, I was supposed to make a friend. Mm-hmm. And that aspect of nurturing and giving and sharing. And then you come into the realization like you said, mm-hmm. you're being adva- taken advantage of. You become the victim. Mm-hmm. And so you have that light turn on one day that says, what's wrong with me? And you s- do the inner search of why am I doing this? 
what is the need? And sometimes we have to realize it might have been we had a need greater than they had mm -hmm. to help them. And when you realize you don't have to have that need, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's all about the focus of maturity and wisdom and gain, then it's like, oh, I like the positive people. That's why I like hanging around the women supporting women. Mm -hmm. They come with a happy vibe. They leave with a happy vibe. Even though we have the meetings, my thought is you shouldn't come in the way you left, right. you know, right. or leave the way you came in, actually. So it's about the people in your inner circle and the ones that we come across on the street. It's just giving a smile. You know, I'm, I'm a courteous driver, for example. And I always give the other person, sometimes when they don't even deserve it, the right of way. Because mm -hmm. it's like, I'm going to get there. I don't need an accident. Yeah. I like being accident free. Right. right. <laughs> so I like being accident free in all aspects of mm -hmm. life. Gotcha. Hmm. That's interesting. That's a good point. way to put it, right? Yeah, that's a very good Accident analogy. free in yeah. all aspects of life. Right. Exactly. I like that. Exactly. Yeah. Let me quote that. <laughs> Put it on the book. Put gotcha. it on the book. I got you. So, so we're all familiar with Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child, right? Yes. Okay, uh -huh. so she co-hosted the talk show, um, the the talk on this week, and she came out that she was actually depressed and suicidal when she was in the group Destiny's Child. Um, so she shared that while she was in her twenties and at the height of her career in um, Destiny's Child, she said she's in one of the top-selling female groups of all time, and she was suffering from depression. And she said when she disclosed it to her manager, which was Matthew Knowles, who was Beyonce's father, um, he was like, um, you just signed a multi-million a multi -million dollar deal. You're about to go on tour. What do you have to be depressed about? So at this height, Michelle shares that her depression, which she dismissed at the time as maybe I'm just tired, grew to the point where she was really suicidal and wanted out. Um, but as she grew older, she began to take ser serious stock of her mental health. She said she thinks at the age 25, she didn't have a name for it, but now she knows that she was suffering from depression. So do you think depression in our community, meaning the African-American community, is something that's overlooked or has a negative stigma to it? And then have you yourself ever dealt with depression? I've dealt with it. Yeah. Um, I feel like right now I'm still dealing with it. Mm -hmm. um, I want to know, have you? And I do you, number one, do you think it has a negative stigma in does. our community? You, you shook your head yes. It does. A lot of things have and a, I've dealt with a negative stigma mm -hmm. in our community. True. A lot of things are overlooked yeah. in our community, but depression is very, it's one of my, it's something that's really uh, close to me mm -hmm. because I dealt with it. Um, thinking that people can see what you're dealing with, and so you shy away and you go into your hiding place. Um, you never go out just to go to work, um, go to the store and come back home, mm -hmm. but you don't... Um, hang out with your friends anymore, mm. you know, because you think they can see what's going on in your household and it's very depressing. So you just revert inward. And I was that way for a very long time and I ate myself for 284 mm. minutes. I ate, I ate my depression. Uh -huh. And it was very, it was very hurtful for, for me. How'd you pull yourself out of it? Um, a lot of prayer and, and me just getting around a lot of positive people and me, um, I'm telling you, it's only been recently um, people have been pouring into me mm. from just, I'm telling you, until I change, I'm telling you, you know, people have been pouring into me. They've been telling me, listen, you know, there's something bigger. God has something better for you. It's something, it's something you're supposed to be doing. You're going to have to dig deep. It's in there. And so I just had to go inside and, and bring it back out because, and realize that food is not my, it's not, mm -hmm. food is not to be loved. It's for survival. 
And I'm just like, and I think about how I will always want to go to all these restaurants because and just eat, 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 eat past my full plate so I can have, have how I really felt. You, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You eat your pain. I ate my pain. Absolutely. I can identify with that. A lot of people don't know my history was I was married to a man that was very physically abusive, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And when you're weighing in at about 115 pounds, you're like a sack of potatoes Mm. in that they can toss you around. But at 160, it was a little hard to move me. And instead of having enough sense to walk away and get out of the situation, I decided I'm going to try to toe to toe with you. So I put on the weight not only for the comfort, but to also defend myself because at that point in my life, I wanted to try to endure and stick it out and make my marriage work. Mm. Um, Part of that was because they were in the ministry. They were a pastor and the image of the community. uh, You're living in a goldfish bowl, so you don't want everyone to know because you're looking at the parishioners, you're looking at everybody, and you're an example unto them. And you feel like if you pray long enough, your change will come. Well, the change is in yourself, yes, and you is. get out of the situation. So being heavy is not something that happens overnight. It's a work in progress. And I heard someone say the other day, you're fat because you want to be. And it's like, new, no, but then health-related issues and things will come into fruition as well. Right. So once you're that point. But, yeah, I shook my head yes, because in the community of African American, there is such a stigmatism of anything that's not the happy-go-lucky. And the pain and the suffering has been endured forever to the point it's buried deep within the community as a whole. It's buried deep within the individuals. And as a result, it's not cool, not kosher, and not acceptable to have anything that is mentally, emotionally, or spiritually wrong with you. So it's a hide. And I, I think that when you look at the flip side of the coin, um, of the other cultures and the other races, they have a different support system. They will all gather together. Mm -hmm. And as a culture, we don't have that culture because uh, faith Mm -hmm. and bloodline and demographics and culture has been severed Mm -hmm. at the root as much as possibly could. And there are so many people still looking for an identity Mm -hmm. despite, because think about the shades, whereas Asian and Caucasians and stuff, there's a little more cohesiveness in their appearance. But I'm looking at all of us in the room, and we yeah. go from light, nearly <laughs> white, yeah. to, you know, hello. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's that aspect of it. Yeah. That's a, that's a very remarkable statement. So also in our, in our community, it's a lot of us don't seek help. Or we're told that, you know, growing up, you don't tell people your business. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot, of, a lot of men who I've talked to, because I've, I've sought therapy, thinking about doing it again very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of men, they don't want, they, sh- they shut down when you talk about going to see someone to talk about their issues. Um, have you, did, when you were going through, did you see anybody? Or I, I know, no, I didn't go and actually see someone. Mm-hmm. I spoke to um, a lady at my church. Okay. Um, and because she's, a, she's real. And when I say real, she done been through it. Mm-hmm. And we had a, a common connection. And I could talk to her. She's been where I, where I was. Mm-hmm. And she coached me through it. She just kept saying, you just got to look for that. You got to look for that, that, that peace. And once you find that peace, you don't let nobody interfere with that peace. 
and that's what I had to do. Like, I'm not gonna let you upset me no more. I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna let nobody look at me and think I'm going through something. And if I am, it doesn't matter because everybody's going through something. Y'all know that, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody is going through something. If they're not, they tell you. If they say they're not, they tell a tale because they really are. We all are dealing I, with. I had read a quote that said that you're either going through something, just came to, out of something, or, or about to go that's through right, something. That's right. That's right. It's always a cycle. Yeah. It's always a cycle. Like you come out. Either you're going through, you come out, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, go, you, go, you get in, you're going through, you come out, mm-hmm. and there's something else about to go. You, yeah. This is a process. Yeah. You have to because he's pressing you. When you're going through hell, just keep going. Keep yeah. Going, yeah, don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> I, I actually, um, like kind of earlier on in my marriage, I, I did go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And because, like you say, when, when you're – I, my mom was a single parent, and there's just a lot of things going on, and it was just things you just didn't you didn't talk about. You just didn't you didn't voice it, or you know it was kind of just like get over it, mm-hmm. just, you know whatever. And I was just like this this is a point in my life because I battled a lot with like loving, like when people would when people would say, oh I love, and, and I and, and I just think that even love the word love is thrown around oh, so yes. freely that I battled with. Love it. Even when I got pregnant with my daughter, I'm like, how? How? I don't even understand love. So how am I going to love this child? Or even when, even when people would say fun, I'm like, well, what is fun? Like I don't because I didn't feel like I really experienced that growing up. So I, I, my in my early 20s, I did um, go to a therapist, and I, and I think from that point of going going to a therapist, I like you decided that I'm I'm very free. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I I just have no desire for you to get on my nerves. I'm mm-hmm. not going to allow. If I feel like I might want to get up at twelve o'clock, then that's just <laughs> yes. And if I want to go to Walmart in the middle of the night, I'm gonna go. Yes, I'm gonna I, go. I just have no. I just I just feel like my my daughter is the same way, and she was like, "Well, mama, she got it from me because mm-hmm. I just feel like there's no reason. If you can't change it, why are you worrying about that, it? Oh, that's good." If you cannot, and I, in the serenity prayer, mm-hmm. that's what I always go back to the serenity prayer. It's, if, if it's nothing that I can do, if it's, if it's something that came up, for instance, prime example, rented a car from my mother, Alamo, suing me for $800 because they said it was it was a dent on the back of the car. They called me and they're telling me that we're, we're basically suing you for this money. I'm like... Whatever, <laughs> because I felt like I did a I did a good deed because I did this for for my mom so that she could get a phone. Whatever, I, and I'm like Lord, no, my story would never change. I don't care how many people call me, my story would never change about what happened with the vehicle. So three months, three months, and I'm like I'm not gonna worry about it. Whatever happens happens. If I have to pay it, I have to pay it. If I don't have to pay it, I don't have to pay it. But I cannot keep stressing myself mm-hmm. out about this. So I'm just like well whatever. So. Two days ago, Alamo, finally, we just want to inform you. Thank you for being a customer. We really appreciate your business, but we're going to take it. We're, we're going to pay for it. But if I kept stressing mm-hmm. about it and crying about it and every day, mm-hmm. and I finally told them, stop calling me. If mm-hmm. you don't have a solution, do not call me anymore about this. But I just, for me, I just feel like there's so many other things that's going on in the world. There you I, go. I don't have time to worry and, and get myself all riled up. I just, I just want to be free. My friend, my friend Dexter said this. His name is Dexter L. Scott. And um, he said this. When all you can do is all you can do, then all you can do is all you can do. That's it. He said That's a lot. It. <laughs> That's it. 
That's it. And, I, and I, when he said that, he said it in 2015, and I directed the conference. And he said that, and I, it stuck with me. And I'm looking at them like, and then I can do about that. Right. I did all I can do. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. When you come to that conclusion, it, that, 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 I think that frees you up. That just frees you up from a lot of stress. That it frees you up from just a lot of things that other people, because I see other people stress about things. And I always say, well, is there anything that you can do about it? Mm -hmm. it? It's nothing that you can do about it. So you worrying, you losing sleep, you not eating, or you overeating, or whatever you're doing, if it's still not, at the end of the day, the situation is still going to be the same. That's right. So it's no it's no reason to go through all that. Thing. Once you have peace, you have everything. Yes. You really, really do. Coincidentally, when you said that, um, the next story was about Oprah when she was talking about how her secrets, her secrets, of course, to living a stress-free life. She said the reason why we're always stressed is because you want this moment to be something that it's not. She said you, you just stop and you accept this moment for what it is, mm -hmm. just breathe right into the moment, and it takes the anxiety and the pressure away of wanting this moment to be something that it's not. Mm -hmm. Just this moment, one moment at a time. She said it's a process. It's not just one thing. Um, you don't wake up one morning and you suddenly have it all together, but you're paying attention to your life. That's it. I, think, so that I think people people are too busy too, really looking into the future. It's like you haven't even gotten through like the next five minutes of the morning, and yeah. you've already three days into the week. Uh -huh. or what's have you ever been extremely worried about something that never happened? I find myself doing that more <laughs> and more. I've learned this like new that. technique: if you hurry up and wait. It will address itself. You know, I've been in business a long time for myself, and when a client or anyone wanted something done, I was like Johnny on the spot. And because of social media and all the things and the way people reach out to us, it's very easy for instant gratification mm -hmm. on your part to satisfy them. And now it's just hurry up and practice the pause. Just wait a minute. And most often the solution solves itself because you didn't bother with worrying about it and trying to address it in, in time. There's a story called The Perfect Moment. Mm -hmm. And so every moment can be what you want it to be. I think we demand and expect too much of others and of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we go in with a false expectation of what we think it's supposed to be. But if we wait and move into it with just grace and diplomacy, it will come out to be more spectacular and special than we expected because we weren't expecting anything, and then all of it's a gift. Well, you can ask it why five times. <laughs> why five times? <laughs> yeah, they say, I got to have this. Why? Because why? And at the, and the fifth why, they'll really break down and tell you exactly what why they really want it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll run out of reasons. You and you'll get to the bottom. You, no, you, 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 listen, you have to <laughs> ask them why five times. Just keep saying why. It, it does calm down too. Really? Why? Why? Okay. It's the well, children that's causing you to ask the why. <laughs> why? Yeah. Well, I mean, I find myself actually when people mm -hmm. say that, and it, even when I'm doing hair and somebody comes in and wants something different, and I find myself asking people why, like why, why, and usually it's not the reason why they really think. It's not. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's because they saw somebody else with mm -hmm. it. Or they saw it's not really it's not even really something that they want. It's mm -hmm. just like when people bring in pictures of, of a hairstyle, and it's like, well, really, what is it about the picture that you like? There you go. <laughs> it, and it's never really it's mm -hmm. never the style. It's like oh, this little piece that comes over to the side. Yeah. It's, ne yeah. it's never really the entire style. 
talking about why it works, right? <laughs> so Tell it's, you. it's funny. I mean, in, 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 in that, it's funny because that's, that's what I went back to. Yeah, when I too. Said because you, because your, your concept of why, of why and the hair business and the business mm-hmm. portion of me is coming out mm-hmm. because consultation, it, that that's that, that's why it's very important to do a consultation mm-hmm. because you really get down to the the nitty gritty and I guess in a in a sense it's kind of it's probably like the same with you it's like consult consulting with mm-hmm. somebody on why why is it that and you why have this and you plan. get to the bottom of what they really need if you right. ask them why five times you'll get to the bottom of what they are actually looking for it may not be that like you said the whole hairstyle. It may just be one little point, like that baby hair. Right. It's driving me absolutely <laughs> crazy. The baby hair <laughs> on the braid. Right. right. Gotta have. I, Cause as soon as I preached a little girl hair the other day, at first her mama said, "Are you gonna do that that part right there? The you mean the baby hair? It's not really baby hair. It's not really baby. <laughs> it's had it and slick down one piece to make some baby hair. I said right. when they came out with those lace front weeds, they messed us up. <laughs> right. Cause all the lace front got baby hair. <laughs> Okay. Well, despite our all of our technical problems that we've had this evening, um, I appreciate you for coming in. And I want to move into the part where I call my intimate expressions, um, just to find out a little bit about how you're thinking. I'd like you to participate if you have time. Sure. Okay. So I want to start with this question right here. What do you owe yourself? Ooh. You go, Miss Ivory. Ooh. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> my new thing is, I'm hot. (laughs) Um, It started real simple. Um, I love Facebook in the news feeds and the memories Mm -hmm. because I had something that came up from five years ago, and it's just now becoming a trend. And I looked at it and went, we were doing that before it was popular. So the what I owe myself is to really acknowledge that I'm good at what I do and that I have become an achiever of success for catching other people's vision. I realize that I'm a leader in service in everything that I do, and I've always been a servant in any any business I've offered. I started out as a cosmetologist, and I taught. And I owned my very first business was a beauty salon called A Rainbow's End. So... It's about service, and it's always about recognizing the other people have a need greater than you have. Mm-hmm. So I realized that uh, for me, the everything I owe myself is to recognize I can be a mirror to someone else for them to reflect on what they don't see for themselves until they can believe it for themselves. So the everything for me is to never doubt, never give up, and never stop believing that the next achievement has already been done. Hmm. We can't follow that. She killed that question. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm older than all of y'all. <laughs> she killed that one. We can't even follow that. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'll ask this question. What life lesson did you learn the hard way? Uh-oh. Live long enough. That's well, it. I think I'm still learning the life lesson. I think that I'm mm-hmm. still learning the life lesson. And I think what I'm learning right now is to, just like Miss Ivory said, to just believe in myself. Because I, I think that I lack that a lot. 
I think that I lack a lot of believing in myself. Mm. I think that I always need to have somebody on board with me to give me the okay. And I don't need anybody else's okay. Because like if if it, it just takes me back to a, a poem. It's like, if I can believe it, I can achieve it. Mm-hmm. So I think that I need to know that I can. And I don't need, I don't need an entourage of people to make me believe that I can do it. That I have the skills and I have the ability. I just have to tap into it and stop being afraid of failing. And I think so you think that's the key to it? You're, you're afraid to fail? It is. I, okay. I know it is. I know Fear it is. is always I'm the not. root of every yeah. problem. Yeah. My, that, my life lesson is knowing that I can't make nobody love me. Oh, that one's a you're, good you're, one. You're, I cannot. Listen, it is what it is. And you see it. You listen. And you have to accept, accept it for what it is. That's it. Like, you can't make them. Either they do or they don't. But, you know, sometimes we look for love in all the wrong places. All the wrong because places. Because that inner child is looking for someone from our past that mm. didn't validate us. Mm-hmm. And we keep recycling into new behaviors because we keep drawing that same behavior. But my question is, who said what was life's lesson? What do we think life lesson is? Because it's a constant learning process day by day. And each circumstance that we endure gives us a different portion of learning through the True. experience of that. So what is our life lesson? To make it through to get to? And everybody's life lesson is it's different. different. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to repeat history. Right. If I learned, and see, I was one of the old-headed babies because I'd see the old folks making the mistakes, and i go, hmm, that didn't work for them. I'm not yeah. doing it, you know, and what have you. And I've experienced my own big mistakes, the grandiose, oh, heavy drama stuff. But at the same token is, what is your life lesson? What is it that you specifically need to learn to validate the growth you need as an individual? Yeah, I got mine because I'm telling you, I was very loved as a child. I think I that was one's spoiled. a good. Spoiled. I mean, I was spoiled rotten. I mean, by everybody, I'm talking about my grandparents, uncles, aunts, because I was the only kid in the house, so I had everything I ever wanted, and it was I was a, a really good kid. I mean, I mean, I did my mischievous stuff, but I didn't do nothing really bad. And to get into a point in my life when you're looking for this this love and it doesn't come like you wanted to and you like and that happened in not just one relationship in several so you know it's like it was a, a process I was looking for something in them probably that that, that I had in my grandfather because he loved me to life you know and so and not finding that I was thinking it was something wrong with me uh-huh. hence the depression mm. you know but guess what ain't nothing wrong with me hello <laughs> I agree. Yes. <laughs> what you say? I'm hot. <laughs> you going to borrow that? Okay. We, we're all going to be yes. going around. I'm hot. <laughs> well, you didn't answer the question. No, I don't answer these questions. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> these are all about you all. Oh, well, we just know our I guns will, and I will, tell I everything. Will, I will. Um, what was the question I asked? Which one was it? <laughs> life lesson. The life, my biggest life lesson. Um, well, I'm still learning, like you said. Is that I'm good enough? I'm my worst critic. I hold myself back. Oh, wow. um, and yeah, we when we go out there, we talk about the same thing. Right. To see how far we've come on development. Um, in my mind, I'm never good enough. And I, I pass on opportunities because I'm always preparing. I'm always preparing. Soon I'll be able to do it. And then another year passed by. I never believe that about you because I am such oh, a groupie. I've mastered that. I am such a groupie. And it's like star status. That. You are really amazing because I would have never dreamed that. Um, <laughs> compete against yourself because when you evaluate 
and compare to others in the industry that you're in mm -hmm. or in life, we're always going to think we're falling short of the mark mm -hmm. because it always looks better. And um, Facebook makes everybody a celebrity mm -hmm. and a star because they only show what they want to show. They didn't show the but ugly believe, that happened before. But believe none of what you see and only a quarter of what you hear. My grandfather taught me that right. years exactly. ago. Exactly. So it's compete against yourself, yeah. and half I'm the stuff I'm doing doesn't doesn't even make it on Facebook right. or social media. One, if you're real busy, you don't have time. It's time to post, you right? You really don't. Yeah, this is Why you don't make any videos and you doing somebody half? Because first of all, I don't have a tripod. Second of all, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't have time to sit. Up I don't know, but back in the day, making hair thing. was about how many you were doing yeah. and yeah. repetitive business because yeah. that's how you make your money. Back in the day, you had to be a $1,000 hairdresser mm -hmm. a day. I have no idea what y'all make now. But I know at the prices, because I go to a stylist, it's not cheap. But y'all are worth it because you pay for the skill and the finesse that they do. Can you do. say that again louder? Yeah, Can you, you put it on a billboard? As <laughs> a, I mean, I used to cut my own hair. But you get to the place that you recognize if you really want your makeup to look right, yeah. get a professional makeup mm -hmm. artist. That's right. Um, if you really want your hair to look right and lay right and do properly, invest in yourself. Invest in Go yourself. get a professional yeah. to do it for you. Exactly. I exactly. actually do the hair of my old, my uh, former cosmetology teacher. She's one. There of you go. Oh, you know you've arrived when they let they one hire of my you. Best clients. Absolutely okay. great. Yeah. I and love her. My last question for you, ladies, is in your presently in your life now, what do you think would be the hardest thing for you to give up? To be honest, mm -hmm. my health and wellness business. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm totally vested because I've seen people Their lives come change. a very long way. Mm -hmm. I have helped people um, lose so much, gain so much as far as themselves, get their hope back, you know. And so I, I don't see myself walking away from that at all mm -hmm. um, first and foremost the owner uses God's principles and I've never been in a company where you can speak about how good God is to you in a room full of people and everybody's screaming and running around and shouting and it's a billion dollar business you know what I mean and it, it just touched my heart to see my girlfriend Icy who lost 135 pounds you know she was dedicated mm -hmm. And, of course, me, 65 pounds, and still counting. I need to get on those. We're all signed up after <laughs> yeah. the program. I was like, it's sign deep, up. It's, yeah. it's, 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 listen, it's so deep to watch my girlfriend lose 95 pounds. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When you see people you know you sit in their living room eating their kitchen, and you're talking to them, and they've lost this weight. And it's all because they were consistent. It's all because they believed in themselves, and they just believed they could do it. You know, so no, I don't see myself giving it up. Okay, ask, ask me again. Ask the question in your again. life, what, what, what do you, what, what, what is the, what would be the hardest thing for you to give up? You know, I, I don't. Uh, as crazy as it may sound, I don't feel like it, I have anything that would be hard for me to give up. Really, I don't feel like. I think that in in my in my forty four years, I've done I've done enough. Not not enough, but I've done enough. Mm -hmm. 
that I wouldn't, like, if I were to die, you know, outside of seeing my daughter get to her where she needs to be, I, I think I would be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really see that um, there's just so many, there's so much cruelty and stuff going on in the world that I don't necessarily know that it, it's just so, I don't know, it's just, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't. Okay. I don't think it's anything hard. Would be hard. It's okay not to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ivory? Uh, for me, it's actually my relationship with God. That would mm. never oh, be yeah. a never. Um, I pastor, and I have a ministry, and I've had it for since 1990, and it is for victims of abuse, physical, emotional, and spiritual. And for me, that walk and that lifestyle and that relationship that I have with him as well as those that I mentor, counsel, coach, and cheerlead for would never be a give up. Everything else, because I'm always called back to that circle. Mm -hmm. No matter where I go and what I do and what I'm involved in, it always leads me back to that circle. So ministry is first and foremost and always going to be the big one in my life. But I'm like you, on a personal note, I've done things that you forget you've done, that you've, it's been a great achievement, and other people that are striving to want to have that, and you're like, it's not all that grand, mm-hmm. but you've done it, and at the time you thought it was like, wow. Um, so I'm at peace with the life I've led and the things I've been through because they've made me get to the point I'm at. So I'm content and I'm at peace if I never did anything in business or in that aspect, I could walk away and not have any regrets until after the November 19th wedding (laughs) because that bride's not letting me go. But when it's all said and done, it's those kinds of being at peace with yourself and your achievements. Okay. For me, it would have to be the six years I was on dialysis. So that whole period of being on dialysis, really having to rely on God. Um, It was during those times when I really reunited with God, gave my life back to God, and I really developed a, a relationship with him not just going to church to be in church, but mm-hmm. actually learning to pray, learning to, to hear his voice. Um, it was during those times when I learned how strong I was. I still may not know how good I am, mm-hmm. uh, but I definitely know that I'm strong mm-hmm. and I can, I can withstand a lot. So I did a lot of growing as a, a person during those six years until I had my transplant. I know your son had his recently. Yes, April the ninth, two 2017. Yeah. And he would How's be in here. How's he doing? He's, he's doing good? He's out there playing pool. Okay, okay. <laughs> so he would be in here, but... And it was and it was his testimony yeah. and his uh, scream to God that really broke me down mm-hmm. that I didn't even know about that my sister discerned about. She said, "Ask him what did he say. Ask him what he tell God." And he told him, "Either give me a transplant or let me go." And it, within two weeks, he had a kidney. Mm-hmm. He had a kidney. That's such a blessing. That amazing. Is. All both amazing. of you yeah. with your families and individually have had that. Yes. So. Share your um, how people can contact you if they'd like to. Hello. Hello again. <laughs> this is Denine Josette Majors on Facebook. And, uh, yes, you can contact me there. I am a stylist. I'm at Bradcon as well over in the Park Place section. And I am a CEO with Total Life Changes, which is a health and wellness company. And you can reach me at 757-237-0255. All right. Shanika. Hello, my name is Shanika Bell, and I am a cosmetologist and makeup artist. I can be reached on Facebook and um, Instagram at Tokoy, T-C-O-Y-H, and makeup, which 
stands for taking care of your hair. And my number is 757-620-0067. Awesome. Ivory, share yours again, please. Well, I'm Ivory Morgan Burton. Uh, my company is Storybook Events, full-service event, planning, floral, and decor. And when you want more, we bling it on. All right. Yes, she my does. phone number is 757-625-4321. And certainly here representing ACHI, Women Supporting Women Association. And you can certainly call me at 757-625-4321 for that as well. Look forward to getting more camaraderie and relationships with all the sisters. Yes, and the awards gala again is on? November the 5th, uh, Linda, uh, George and Linda Kaufman Theater at the Chrysler Museum. Doors open to the public at 6 p.m. and our gala ends at 9.30 p.m. Come ready to walk the red carpet yeah. and uh, we'll be doing Facebook Live and a lot of fabulous things. Bring money, we are selling cookbooks and <laughs> raffle tickets. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, thank you, Kavan, for coming in, man, and trying to take care of these technical problems. Nikki Curry, I appreciate all that you do. And for all our listeners, make sure that you tune in next week. Hopefully, we'll have the phone lines together, um, and we'll have a, a, another great discussion. So until next week, everybody, be blessed. Thank you for listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Please be sure to visit us on the web at letsfaceitradio.com. And at Let's Face It Radio on Facebook for the latest in show information and exciting, innovating ways that you can be a part of the show. So tune in next week, same place, same time, for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate Shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Cases and cases of confidence. Staples can help give you the confidence that your business is ready for the year ahead with all the supplies you need. Like paper. And right now, when you buy a 10-ream case of Staples multipurpose paper, you get one free. So you can be confident you're ready for whatever business comes your way. Buy one case of Staples multipurpose paper, get one free. Now at Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. In-store only, limit 10. Valid through 1519. 